It's the Kia Summer Sticker Sales Event, so give your friends something to look at, like a B&B with an ocean view, an endless field of wildflowers, or a sunset that needs no filter. Make this a summer to share and save with a capable Kia SUV or powerful sedan. See your local Kia dealer or visit Kia.com to learn more. Kia, movement that inspires. Call 800-334-KIA for details. Always drive safely. Sale applies to purchase of specially tagged 2024 vehicles only. Quantities are limited. Must take delivery by 7824. From LinkedIn News, I'm Leah Smart, host of Every Day Better, an award-winning weekly podcast dedicated to personal development. Whether you're looking for ways to shift your mindset or seeking more fulfillment in your life, we've got you covered. Join me as we dive into captivating stories and research-backed ideas that have empowered me and others to lead lives with more clarity and intention. Everyday Better, making growth an everyday practice. Listen to Everyday Better on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. From LinkedIn News, I'm Jesse Hempel, host of the Hello Monday podcast. In my 20s, I knew what career success looked like. In midlife, it's not that simple. Work is changing, we are changing, and there's no guidebook for how to make sense of it. Start your week with the Hello Monday podcast. Listen to Hello Monday on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Imagine you ask two people the same seven questions. I'm Minnie Driver, and this was the idea I set out to explore in my podcast, Mini Questions. This year, we bring a whole new group of guests to answer the same seven questions, including Courtney Cox, Rob Delaney, Liz Fair, and many, many more. Join me on season three of Mini Questions on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your favorite podcasts. Seven questions, limitless answers. They don't want to get a nasty tweet from Donald Trump. I wish he'd stay off Twitter. I don't care. I don't care anymore. Well, either way. Why are you here? You're supposed to be asleep. I am here determined to stop this future atrocity. It's just not a natural thing we would do in our society. You don't see that. Yes. Two things that have only never let me down in this entire country's history. The First Amendment and Jack Armstrong and Joe Getty. Let me tell you, the one that matters is me. Well, uh, Jack Armstrong and Joe Getty, who host the popular uh, radio talk show, ask the same question of their listeners, and here's their response. Oh, no, that's my wallet. I give you America itself. This is Ed McMahon. And now, here's Armstrong and Getty. Live from Studio C. Hey, dimly lit room deep where within the bowels of the Armstrong and Getty Communications compound. And you know what, everybody, on a Friday? I don't know how many people I run into late in the week. Where I say, how's it going? They say, it's almost Friday. So apparently a lot of you really, really look forward to this particular day. And today we're under the tutelage of our general manager. The lanky lawman, the rangy ranger, the giant gendarme, the grandstanding granddaddy of leaks and revelations, the fee-fi-fo-fum-and-fed, James Comey, and his brand new book. The hero to Democrats, 
the villain to Democrats, the hero to Republicans, the villain to Republicans, depending on which era in Comey's life you talk about. So the uh, the man that Senate Majority Leader Harry Reid said might as well be the RNC chairman, he's so in the pocket of the Republicans, oh. is going to be uh, making the rounds as the most revered, respected, everything he says is correct human being on earth for the next week by the left. Right. And, it's almost as if Harry Reid is a soulless liar. Well, and you could reverse it for the Republicans. I'd love to. The the man that was hailed at, oh, look, he is beyond reproach when he was investigating Hillary Clinton. This is exactly. one of the most honored men in America. How dare you? They're going to be calling him out as just a phony and a liar. So there you go. And what's truly astounding about today, because Comey has to be the general manager, it's just absolutely required, is that Michael Cohen's taping system would have been our general manager. Turns out Trump's chief fixer taped all his phone calls and would play them for Trump, or taped a lot of them. Says who? Says says the FBI. (laughs) Okay. Okay. I I already answered your question. Look, Hillary Clinton... Says who? (laughs) So, the FBI in their raid, may, so. well, according to reports in all the papers, <laughs> okay, the FBI, if I can finish, went in the raid, probably scooped up lots and lots of actual phone conversations about the campaign and buying off hookers or whatever. We don't know. Which polls? <laughs> all of them. Okay. Okay. Um, um, uh, duh. <laughs> oh boy. Was he legally taping all those phone conversations? I mean, is it, are we starting? I think at a, New York is a one-party state, one-party consent. It's a ridiculous law. It's great if you want to make crank calls, <laughs> or you want to be able to screw all your friends and family members I, it, by I recording them without them knowing it and holding it against them. Someday. A street fighter like him, you gotta believe he's got some sort of sense of self-preservation, right? How does he not understand if you're tap dancing around the very edges of the law and perhaps beyond taping it is a poor idea? I don't get that. Ask Richard Nixon. And then when you really get into hot water, how do you not destroy the tapes that would be damaging to you? I don't know. Ask Richard Nixon. Yeah, immediately. Um, Let's uh, introduce everybody in the squad. We'll start over there with our board board operator, Michelangelo, pressing buttons, flipping toggles, pulling levers. Hi, this morning, Michael. Doing good. I had a nice birthday. I went to a nice chain restaurant, which uh, had a buy one. Chili's? No, I had a buy one, uh, Islands, actually. I had a buy one, get one free type of thing. They gave me free dessert. And, uh, there you go. You told him it was your birthday. Oh, yeah, no, so did, you, did your girlfriend tell him, or did you tell him? Uh, she told him, yeah, actually. Yeah, because it's kind of undignified for the birthday person Yeah, I to didn't tell go him. in there with like a paper hat on or anything <laughs> like that. They got nicknames for you BOGO types. You know that, don't you? What's they, that? They see you coming in. You buy one, get one mm. types. Yeah. But it was skates. nice. I got you know quality food and at an affordable price, and that's all you can ask on your birthday. <laughs> Amen to that, brother. <laughs> You're absolutely right. Well said. Uh, you remind me of my dad in a lot of ways. You're very, very <laughs> practical. And it'll, you know what that'll give you? A calm, nice life. I don't know why I was thinking about this yesterday on the whole life thing. You wouldn't think this when you're younger, but when you are when you get a little bit older, you just want the the average life, which is make a, make a medium amount of money, 
stay married for the rest of your life. Your kids are average. That's what you really want. You don't go to jail. You don't have any. You don't have any unbelievable, outstanding successes. Anybody writes a book about. But you never don't make any, the paper unless you make a hole in one. <laughs> but you don't. You don't have any horrifying, stressful failures either. You just cruise along. Hmm. Now you tell somebody that when they're young and they want to kill themselves. The idea of having that life. No way. I want to. Skid in sideways to the blah 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 whatever that T-shirt is. Or right? Whatever. Yeah. Okay. Go ahead. <laughs> How old's your dad? Uh, he just turned eighty recently. And I remind you of him. Yeah. But <laughs> <laughs> well, from being a practical man, which is just a good idea. You're that's a little more the, sedate than he is. That's <laughs> the key to living a happy life. Just kind of a cruising along. That's that's what you want. Wrong. All peaks, no valleys. That's what I'm looking for. I'm looking for a thrill a minute. I'm going to change where I'm going to shake things up. He's 80. Live fast, die young, leave a good corpse or whatever that is. Good looking corpse. Too late. Too late. (laughs) Too late for that. (laughs) Leave a zofting corpse. There is uh, our positive Sean, who smile lights up the room. How are you, Sean? Doing very well, and I am uh, delighted and slash somewhat sad to disappoint. There is controversy uh, in the gaming world. Now, Billy Mitchell was the first official person... To score more than a million points on Donkey Kong. This was highlighted in the, the, the charming documentary, King of Kong. I remember that documentary. It was a big deal. Until Thursday, reason. that is. An investigation by Twin Galaxies, a group which decides the validity of arcade records, concluded, work, I'm sure. that, the evidence Mitchell concluded that the evidence Mitchell cheated in order to obtain the score was sufficient enough to strip him of said title. Twin Galaxy will now ban the competitive gamer from participating in their leaderboards, and now Steve Wiebe will be recognized as the first person to get a million points in Donkey Kong. But nobody will ever know that. They're going make, to make a movie about him. Well, cheating, it happens. The home run king in the, the national pastime was a cheater, so the, the leader of gaming was a cheater. That's just the way it works. The apparently. greatest Donkey Konger of all time. Right. <laughs> Cheated. Brought shame among his gaming brethren. Um, I rarely ever got enough points to ever get to put my initials into a machine, so it's always disappointing <laughs> right. to me, no matter what I was playing. Uh, there's and I think the one time I did, I messed up and got the wrong initials in there. I hit the ball oh, too fast no. or something. Yeah. Oh, you're so excited! See, there where you says, went off early as it was. See, there where it says JLF. That's me. I know yeah. that's not my initials. JLF. Why'd you put JLF yeah, in there? Hard to explain. Uh, there's Marshall <laughs> Phillips who does our news every day. How are you, Marshall? I'm doing very well. I have a Friday the 13th fun fact for y'all. Stocks perform worse on Fridays that end in 13 than on every other Friday. Sell. That's a Friday the 13th fun fact. I, f- I f- forgot it's Friday the 13th. Yes. Generally in my life, that's been a lucky day. I, uh, back I'm shocked that you actually gave us something semi-interesting under the banner of Friday thir- the 13th, a topic of conversation reserved for soft heads. Yes. Soft heads and children. If I... you are over the age of nine, don't bring up Friday the 13th. It's undignified. <laughs> it's ridiculous. Search... Do you believe in witches? Do you think disease <laughs> is caused by demons? I searched long and hard for that Friday yeah, the 13th fun fact. I'll tell you. Well, I'm looking up at the televisions. Yeah. The fact that James Comey, Comey's book is coming out, the big interview is on Sunday night, that is is going to be the dominant story. We've got all the clips that ABC has released so far of Comey and Stephanopoulos, so we'll have those for you a little bit later. I held little Snuffleupagus down, said, give him up, <laughs> give him to us, and he gave them all to me. I'm Jack Armstrong. He's Joe Getty on this Friday, the 13th of April, the year 2018. We're setting you straight in 21-8. We are Armstrong and Getty, and we approve of this program. All right, here we go. Telling all, precisely according to FCC rules and regs at Mark. He says... Uh, something that distracted me because he said, you know, if there's even a 1% chance my wife thinks that's true, 
that's terrible. And I, and I remember thinking, how could your wife think there's a 1% chance you were with prostitutes peeing on each other in Moscow? <laughs> that's a good clip. It's a slow build, but man, it gets there. <laughs> One percent isn't much. It's very little. That's the point. Yeah, I'm not sure his point makes sense, but uh, that's a hell of a clip. Given the gravity of the subject overall, nice presidency hanging in the balance. That's a pretty funny clip. Well, we can look forward to more of that. Stay with us. Uh, what are their headlines, Marshall? Now, President Trump reacting to former FBI Director James Comey's new book, really? calling Comey a lying slime ball. That oh. is correct. Trump has tweeted. I didn't expect him to uh, push. Oh, that's right. I did expect that. <laughs> Then we've got the Cohen tapes and a new study, Wine and Beer Shortens Your Life. I'm sorry, it's science. Yeah, Cohen could be in serious trouble. Serious trouble. We'll have to wait and so, see. So, All right, never mind. Uh, we'll have mailback look. Fine, good. We have clips of the week as well. Oh, that's right, because it's Friday the 13th. Yes. All that coming up on the Armstrong and Getty Show. Armstrong and Getty. The Conscience of the nation. The Armstrong and Getty Show. So is the Comey book out? I haven't checked Amazon. Is it actually out? Like I could download it and read it if I wanted to, or is it... I got the idea that various journalists have obtained a copy. Well, I can check that for relatively fast. I'll do that during Clips of the Week. But um, one clip, uh, one excerpt from the book uh, the New York Post just highlighted uh, shows what I was talking about. That Comey's problem was he, he tried way too hard to be the puppet master of the entire country. How's the media going to react to this? How will politicians react? If I do this, then I can cause this. Just just do whatever the FBI is supposed to do and let right. the chips fall how they may. Stop thinking. Yeah. He, he just weighed too hard to work, tried too hard to orchestrate it, I think. Book will be released on April the 17th. Okay. Tax but, day. What, Coincidence? What, what am I? Some sort of calendar being? That's Tuesday, right? Is today the 13th? Yes, correct. Tuesday. Okay. Excellent. Mailbag is coming up in a moment or two. Easy, Michael. First, though, let's take a fond look back at the week that was. It's Cow Clips of the Week. Hey, remember? They made a movie about me. Yeah, it was called Gladiator. <laughs> That's a joke. Funny, huh, Colin? <laughs> are, you, are you laughing or screaming? Absolutely, homie. Look. 1992 winner Fred. Oh! oh my word! That's driven out the center field. That's got some sound. Otani son has done it again. Look, this is a very dangerous day today for lawyer-client relations. I don't dance now. I make money. Congress shall topple no government until it finishes rebuilding the last government it toppled. In May of 2016, Gizmodo reported that Facebook had purposely and routinely suppressed conservative stories from trending news. So my question is, did anyone at Facebook have a conversation at the time that uh, you became aware of this breach and 
have a conversation wherein the decision was made not to contact the user. <laughs> <laughs> We got this text on uh, the Jones Barbecue and Foot Massage, which we played that clip yesterday and late in the show. I suggested as perhaps a new <laughs> transition music. It's going to be a Jones Barbecue and Foot Massage day because my brain took to it like drugs. Very soothing to sing, and actually both things are great human delights. Jones Barbecue and Foot Massage! It's my favorite song. It's pretty cool. I'm going to cover it, I think. i got to write some verses for that. Wouldn't the world be glad? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Mailbag. Yeah. Our freedom-loving quote of the day sent along by Ben the Libertarian actually comes from cartoon character Hagar the Horrible. He was a uh, stalwart, a legend of your your, uh, newspaper cartoon strips for many years. Read many of his when I was growing up over the breakfast table. Always enjoyed Hagar the Horrible. Um, Kids... They used to print little humorous vignettes in newspapers. They called them comic strips. Sorry, they, they were almost never funny. They used to chop down trees, make a whole bunch of newspapers, and then ship out the stuff from yesterday to you the following morning. It's like Reddit on paper. <laughs> if it was old. If it was old. Anyway, here's your freedom-loving quote of the day from Hagar the Horrible. It's a new idea where you plunder them just a little bit on a regular basis. It's called taxation. Nice. Reading the comics uh, was kind of similar to the way I am with texts. Get excited every time there's new ones showing up. Almost always disappointed. Mm. But you go back to it again. Right, right. Almost always disappointed. When they're delightful, they're so delightful. Laugh like once a week. Calvin and Hobbes had a pretty good hit rate. Oh, yeah, yeah, no Uh, doubt. Calvin and Hobbes, the the far side for years was worth looking at. My kids have started watching uh, Peanuts cartoons. They turned a lot of the classic Peanut comic strips into a cartoon, apparently under the Schultz Corporation. Mm. And it's got the same very slow-paced, dry deliveries thing. And uh, I love my kids watching it. It's like, because uh, it's just so different than everything else that's out there. The it's like fast a walk pace. in the woods. Pew, 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 pew. And a gazillion yeah. things happening and lights flashing. It's just kind of slow-paced droll. Nice. And I'm glad they're into it. it just, nice. It's a very calming presence. I'm glad to hear they're into it. Yeah. That's interesting. And uh, because we're all about balance here at the Armstrong and Getty Show. Jer- Says who? Jer- well, a lot of listeners <laughs> say who. Okay. <laughs> listeners? What listeners? Most of them? All of them? All of them? <laughs> Most all of them? Okay. Uh, Jeremy from Eagle, uh, Idaho, with our despotism-loving quote of the day. Uh, And I quote from one Joseph Stalin. Ideas are more powerful than guns. We would not let our enemies have guns. Why should we let them have ideas? Mm. There you go. Devastating. On the topic of Facebook information, boy, y'all had a lot of thoughts. You can email us, don't you know, at mailbag at armstrongandgetty.com. Mailbag at armstrongandgetty.com. What people seem to be missing is that, for the most part, Facebook is only as informed as we make it. I, for example, have well over 50 bogus family members, reside in 10 different European countries, have three different birthdays, am 103 years old, and don't even get me started on my declared sexual preferences. How useful would Facebook's data be if we all fed it loads of misinformation? That's fag for life, Jeff. P.S. Please ask Marshall to say, now I'm a flip you to bird, before the next squawky. Uh, squawk, squawky, our bald-headed eagle. 
Again, that phrase is, now I'm a flip you the bird. Mm. Okay. Yeah, according to various websites that kind of ask you to volunteer your own analytics so they can kind of figure out advertising such and such, I'm an elderly grandmother to a lot of them. <laughs> That's a good idea. You're very well preserved. A lot of walk-in tub ads. <laughs> uh, it struck me, writes BT, listening to Kamala Harris grills Zuckerberg about <laughs> transparency, etc., uh, how, on the contrary, how opaque government is. I can't take these people seriously. I'd like to hear them apply the same scrutiny to government and clean up that cesspool. Wow, great point. Great point. How about you get a group of citizens who get to ask Congress people those same sorts of questions? We sit up high, you sit down low. Yeah. Um, so- how much oh. money did you spend on that? I, I'd have to get back to you. You don't know how much money you spend on that? And yet you fund it year after year? What good what, is it doing? Can you have yeah, how any, effective is it? Yeah, do you have any data on how effective it is? No, we, you don't have any data showing whether or not this is even working or not, but you have a budget of $50 million a year. How long has this program gone on? I believe since 1973. Has it ever shown any positive results? i I, I got to get back to you on that. Oh, my God. There'd be a lot of that. Please. I would like to see that every day. Um, it sucks what the robot did, but some of it isn't really that surprising. What the... It's a very coarse term that he uses here. What the uh, 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 unlikable people in Washington Sacramento do with our money year after year is really the disgusting thing. He's a Californian, apparently. I would uh, feel pretty comfortable naming at least 46 of the state's capitals. Say the same thing about them. Now I guess we're out of time. Uh, John writes, please do not be suckers and believe anything scumbag Comey writes. Okay. Please don't be a sucker and reject everything he writes. Uh, Marshall's News and some of the highlights from the interview Comey's given coming up on the Armstrong and Getty Show. My son does a stand-up report on the Velociraptor today that is open to the parents. All the kids are doing a special report that's the first stand-up in front of everybody deliver report thing that he's quite nervous about. It's awesome. That's a great topic, though. I think uh, it's going to be standing room only for that one. I assigned him James Comey's new book, A Higher Loyalty, but they assigned him the Velociraptor. I thought it was more important. Dinosaurs haven't changed in 60 million years. This is this is breaking news. He's selling what's hot, man. Dinosaurs are hot. You're I, eight years old. I coached him up to uh, interject uh, weather conditions and time checks in the middle of his Velociraptor report. The Velociraptor lived 90 million years ago. It's a quarter past the hour and 65 degrees. Nice. He's ahead to reports that are coming up later. <laughs> you know, if he can work in how often the Velociraptor farts, he will absolutely kill that crowd of eight-year-olds. He'll kill. Well, enough of that. We should probably introduce the untruthful slime ball. What? Marshall. What's with with that? Untruthful slime ball. You'll get the significance of that in seconds. News now with Marshall Phillips. Al, President Trump reacting this morning to former FBI Director James Comey's new book, tweeting, James Comey is a proven leaker and liar. Virtually everybody in Washington. Why don't you clear your throat and I'll continue reading? 
Virtually everyone in yes. Washington thought he should be fired for the terrible job he did uh-huh. until he was, in fact, fired. He leaked classified information for which he should be prosecuted. He lied to Congress under oath. He is weak and an untruthful slimeball who was, as time has proven, a terrible director of the FBI. His handling of the crooked Hillary case and the events surrounding it will go down as one of the worst botch jobs of history. It was my great honor to fire James Comey. Says who? I would agree with I would agree with eighty percent of that. I think eighty percent of that is beyond arguing, in my opinion. Leaker no. and liar. He absolutely leaked uh, classified information. Yeah. Um, I don't know that it, I know that he's lied about things. Um, everybody, he lied to Congress under oath. Is that accurate? Uh, I don't recall that. Yeah, he may have actually. Um, he he. Everybody wanted him fired at various points. Both parties. That's absolutely true. Um, and then when he was fired, everybody was shocked. <laughs> well, shocked. Gambling in Casablanca, I'm shocked. <laughs> but, you know, the president yeah. could have laid out, he could have ignored this book completely. Right. He could have waited uh, for a specific point, but no, just the very first very first day before the before the interview even comes out. Go on with that. All right. Slime ball. Untruthful slime yes. ball. <laughs> you could, I'm pretty certain that's the first time in American history the sitting POTUS has used that term. You could go with, that's not the way I recall it. Or you could go with, right. you're an untruthful slime ball. <laughs> Comey's new... Well, who says something like that? <laughs> the president. <laughs> Comey's new book, Blast Trump, for among other things, being unethical and untethered to truth. Comey describing Trump as fixated in the early days of his administration on having the FBI debunk salacious rumors about prostitutes in a Moscow hotel, which the Russians had allegedly filmed. Comey telling George Stephanopoulos about the meeting where he first told Trump about the Steele dossier's allegations. I started to tell him about the allegation was that he had been involved with prostitutes in a hotel in Moscow in 2013 during a visit for the Miss Universe pageant, and that the Russians had uh, filmed the episode, and he interrupted very defensively and started talking about it. You know, do I look like a guy who needs hookers? Wow. Um, (laughs) I'm still confused by that whole thing. It seems like, from the information I've taken in on this, that everybody knew at least that part of the Steele dossier, if not most of it, was complete crap. So why was the FBI director going to the president with it and questioning him on it like all our intelligence sources believed it? Well, he wasn't questioning him. He was telling him that it was going to come out. He was just giving him a heads up. Yeah. The interesting part, and we'll get to more clips in a little bit, is that Comey says every time he briefed the president, he and the intelligence people briefed the president on Russian hacks and interference, the president never asked... What can we do about it? What are they going to do next? It was always about how it affected his legitimacy and how it made the White House look. And that he didn't seem to have any concern (laughs) about the country. Now, you got to consider the source. And different people consider the source in different ways. Some consider him an untruthful slimeball. In the book, Comey says certain things about the Trump White House gave him flashbacks to his time prosecuting gangsters. The silent circle of assent. The boss in complete control. The loyalty oaths. The lying about all things large and small 
in service to some code of loyalty that put the organization above morality and above the truth. See, I have a problem even with the title. I mean, he's described the conversation with this whole loyalty oath. I'm using my finger quotes because it doesn't sound like that to me, the uh, the conversation. We could get into that again later, but that's Comey's view of it. I don't think that's necessarily right. correct. I think he's overstating that. This is from the New York Post, which I thought was interesting. Um, and th- this this to me is what has been his problem all along. Comey was so sure that Hillary Clinton was going to win that he decided to announce she was under investigation because he didn't want people to find out she was under investigation. He was afraid she would be a tainted president or people would question her legitimacy. So he decided to go to come out with the she's back under investigation 10 days before the election. I think that is way overthinking and trying to be the puppet master. You don't need to tell us when somebody's under investigation if you if you haven't concluded that they're guilty or not. That was a huge mistake. It, it hurt Hillary Clinton, no doubt about it. Um, you know, and if you like Trump, you think that was a good thing. But just in terms of him trying to orchestrate things, it was those kind of moves. How is this going to look in the media? How will this look to be? What do you usually do? The FBI does not usually announce people are under investigation because that'd be unfair. Because if, if you're you don't innocent, buy... you don't want that word out there. Well, right. That's uh, undeniable. But you don't buy the rationale that he testified in front of Congress under oath that the investigation is over. And he felt like he had to let them know it's now unover. Because that's why he said he did it. What do they usually do? I don't know. I don't have any idea. But he I, says, I, he I says, agree with you on uh, that. He says either in this yeah. interview or in the book that looking back on it since the race was close, he wouldn't have done that. Right. Yeah. So, well, yeah. Okay. He was trying to be the puppet master, and at every turn yeah. he tried way too hard. He did that with the Loretta Lynch thing. People are going to think Loretta Lynch is tainted because of the Bill Clinton thing, so I better take over. Just don't. What do you usually do? What are you supposed to do? Do that. And then let it play out the way it will. And then you won't get yourself and the country in this right. giant mess. Right. Comey's new book, A Higher Loyalty Truth, Lies in Leadership, out on Tuesday. That's Look at Your News. I'm Marshall Phillips of the Armstrong and Getty Show, the conscience of the nation. The big story of the day would be Michael Cohen's taping system. Trump's lawyer and chief fixer said to love taping phone calls. And he's got lots of them on hard drives or what have you. And uh, it's it's thought that perhaps that's what the feds were looking for. Are they going to come out? Well, I don't know. Probably not. You know, somebody think? leaks them. That's what we want, right? Yeah. As talk show hosts, not as a... Uh... Not as decent Americans. Oh, well, yeah, it's talk show hosts, clearly. (laughs) The more sorted, the better. (laughs) So we've got more clips from the Comey interview with Stephanopoulos, which airs, is it opposite 60 Minutes Sunday night? 7 o'clock Sunday night. Yeah, so they're taking on 60 Minutes. Good get for ABC. Stay tuned to the Armstrong and Getty Show. Armstrong and Getty. The conscience of the the nation. For instance, I assume Comey gets into detail in his book and is asked by George Stephanopoulos about the whole Hillary Clinton did all kinds of horrifying things that nobody should ever do. Yes, yes. And we're not charging her with anything. But that was disgusting. But we're not charging it with anything. Mm. That, that whole episode. Yeah. Why'd you have a press conference to tell us somebody was innocent? That was another one of his trying to be a puppet master. Is that what you usually do? 
have a long press conference where you talk about how awful people are, but they're they're not guilty of anything? Or does just a release come out saying they're not guilty? We didn't find anything. I have trouble criticizing that press conference because I enjoyed it as much as I've enjoyed anything in my life. <laughs> uh, but I did hear it characterized this morning as him giving his opinion of her behavior. And it's an informed opinion, certainly, but it was a public assessment of what she'd right. done and said. Well, all this, yeah, all everything I've said so far is, uh, is stuff that hurt Hillary, and I can't stand Hillary Clinton. Yeah, but why are you telling everybody I'm a bad person, but I didn't do anything wrong? Shut up, then. If I didn't do anything illegal, shut your mouth. That's like your opinion, man. You could issue a two sentence press uh, statement saying, while there were irregularities and perhaps uh, questionable decisions made, we do not find any of the offenses worthy of indictment, period. I'm not even sure the FBI needs to say that. We've found no criminal wrongdoing. The end. Yeah, uh, that would have been... uh, I'm not sure you're right, because everybody was so whipped up at that point. That could have caused crazy anger, angst, hearings, etc., uh, it'd be interesting to explore that in an alternate universe, see how that would have played out. I think once, the problem is, I guess my point is, once you start down that road of trying to manipulate what people think and how it's perceived, right. it just it never ends. Right. So you ought to just announce, guilty or not guilty, did something wrong or didn't, charged or not charged. Mm-hmm. And if it's an investigation before you know anything, don't tell us. We don't need to know. Yeah. That's incredibly unfair. If somebody investigated me for some horrifying crime and then turns out, oh, sorry, you didn't do it, well, then don't go tell them the world so they get to spend however long thinking I'm guilty. Yeah, I, I don't guess. normally I don't do that. But Hillary and her malfeasance and all, that was out in the wide open. Everybody knew it. Everybody was talking about it. There were hearings about it in both houses. I mean, it's not like they were investigating you. It was a, the server and all that was out. Just a question of whether it rose to criminal conduct. And he should have come out and said it didn't. And I think then when they reopened it, he should have just kept his crap shut. Mm. Well, it, which he agrees with you at know this what? point. Right. Yeah, you're right. It, like I say, I would like to go sit in front of the TV and watch that alternate universe where he didn't do that, where every Bernie fan around the country goes apes, every Republican and most... Um, most independent, screaming, cover up, cover up. Yeah. Well, and which, what are you uh, trying it, to avoid? It, he thought she was going to win. And if she had won, and then there was something on Anthony Weiner's computer, and he comes out and says, yeah, we knew this two weeks before the election. We just kept it quiet. People would have gone crazy. Yeah. 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 But, you, just, you know, I think you got to let the chips fall where they may. It's uh, certainly worth reminding everyone, as you just have that a... Uh, Teen propositioner and compulsive masturbator was at the <laughs> center of that development in the case. Yeah, it takes one to know one, jackass. <laughs> yeah, well, fair enough. Well said. Touche. All right, let's hear another clip of Comey. Come on. Do we have more? Let's hear more. Honestly, never thought these words would come out of my mouth, but I don't know whether the, the current president of the United States was with prostitutes peeing on each other in Moscow in 2013. It's possible. All right. But I don't know. All right. So the New York, I'm sorry, the Washington Post's big article on this by Philip Rucker, who sat down evidently and read the whole book overnight, that it leads with that as well. Really? With the whores and the wee-wee. I actually didn't expect this to be much, if any, of the conversation or the book. Listen, isn't everybody discounted that as just ridiculous? 
we do childishness. I want the Washington Post to give me substance. And George Stephanopoulos. How many questions did he ask about the The, the entire interview was about the pee-pee. <laughs> Had the girls drank a lot of water before the They session? have a dramatic reenactment with right. kind of the grainy foot footage and the camera turned sideways of two hot blondes urinating on a bed. Did everyone <laughs> urinate at the same time or did they take turns urinating? Did they both sit down and drink big bottles of water first exactly. so they could how they, they get liquored up? <laughs> Seriously, nope. I, didn't, I didn't know this was going to be part of the the big expose. Part of it is there. Are there any that don't deal with that? Subject? Or maybe this is just positive PP Sean. What? Who's, who's accusations and just playing those clips? Give us something different. No one, to my recollection, asked. So what? What's coming next from the Russians? How might we stop it? What's the future look like? It was all. What can we say about what they did and how it affects the election that we just had? Yeah, the, the only thing about that is I could see myself doing the same thing, which I'm not proud of. Oh, my. If I'd just been elected. If somebody, if somebody told me, you know, this is going to be a problem in the future, we probably ought to worry about that. You're president now. Oh, yeah, you're right. Then it would make hmm. sense to me. But before somebody told me, I might just be thinking only, <laughs> uh-oh, how does this look? How are we going to handle this? Oh, my. The headline on the Daily News, the New York Daily News, it's Donald Trump making a ridiculous facial expression, and the headline in giant print is "Pea Brain," spelled P-E-E. Truly unfortunate. So, listen. As to the, all he cared about was the legitimacy of the election. Blah blah blah. Trump is a self-obsessed, insecure, egomaniac. I know. Doesn't surprise me. It's embarrassing, honestly, and. The fact that he didn't care, apparently, or nobody around him thought to ask, what's Russia trying to accomplish? How do we fight it? Et cetera, et cetera. It's really disappointing. But uh, we've gotten around to it. I mean, I think it's. I think we're working on it. I heard somebody on MSNBC say, uh, essentially communicate the idea that, and we're still uh, apparently doing nothing about it, a claim that I find absolutely stupid. Because I believe we're doing everything we can about it. By the way, these, if Trump was slow to wake up, I'm not surprised. These clips are from ABC. These are the promos that ABC put out. We're yes. not picking them or whatever. This is all ABC has given everybody of the George Stephanopoulos interview Sunday night. My investigation of positive Sean's picking of the clips is not concluded. Okay. <laughs> you might re- reopen the investigation. I might. Can we play another clip? Pick one. We're going to play them all. President-elect Trump's first question was to confirm that it had no impact on the election. And then the conversation, to my surprise, moved into a PR conversation about how the Trump team would position this and what they could say about this. Well, wait, whoa, 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 whoa. I heard a much longer version of that somewhere else. I will track it down. Have we gone directly to ABC for yeah. what they have? Yeah, that's what that's from. Well, somebody had a much longer... Uh, somebody... Your investigation and it, and it is not complete. Well, yeah, yeah. But trust me, we are now looking at Anthony Weiner's laptop. But what does he go on to say? Then uh, he goes on to say that's uh, unprecedented uh, intelligence um, and law enforcement present the facts, and then the spin and the PR takes the White House handles that. We were never involved in that. And so it was very, very weird that they launched right into that investigation. Oh, I'm sorry, right into that strategy session with the investigators still sitting there. Yeah. Well, you got a whole he bunch said of he'd people. never seen that. 
Got a whole bunch of people complete rookies to the entire political thing. And and honestly, to me, the takeaway from that is, A, that they're rookies, and B, the investigators got to sit there and listen to a uh, spin session. I think the Republic's fine. We it's a little a, odd, but that's all. we got a few more for you. Our uh, text line, 415-295-KFTC. This is going to be, next week's going to be huge on Comey. You're listening to the Armstrong and Getty Show. From LinkedIn News, I'm Jesse Hempel, host of the Hello Monday podcast. In my 20s... I knew what career success looked like. In midlife, it's not that simple. Work is changing, we are changing, and there's no guidebook for how to make sense of it. Start your week with the Hello Monday podcast. Listen to Hello Monday on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. From LinkedIn News, I'm Leah Smart, host of Every Day Better, an award-winning weekly podcast dedicated to personal development. Whether you're looking for ways to shift your mindset or seeking more fulfillment in your life, we've got you covered. Join me as we dive into captivating stories and research-backed ideas that have empowered me and others to lead lives with more clarity and intention. Every Day Better, making growth an everyday practice. Listen to Every Day Better on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Imagine you ask two people the same seven questions. I'm Minnie Driver, and this was the idea I set out to explore in my podcast, Mini Questions. This year, we bring a whole new group of guests to answer the same seven questions, including Courtney Cox, Rob Delaney, Liz Fair, and many, many more. Join me on season three of Mini Questions on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your favorite podcasts. Seven questions, limitless answers. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. We cover the stories behind what's moving money in markets and help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters every afternoon. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleh Mosin. And I'm David Gura. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.